Welcome to Family History Genealogy Made Easy. I'm your host, Lisa Louise Cook. You probably have a lot of curiosity about your family history, but not a lot of time. And that's why I created this podcast. In each episode, I'm going to give you the tools that you need to uncover your family tree in quick and easy ways. This is the final episode of a series of three where we answer all your questions about family history centers. And my very special guest is friend of the show, Marjorie Bell, Assistant Director of the Oakland Family History Center in Oakland, California. She has over 35 years of experience working in family history centers, and she's the perfect choice for our audio-guided tour. In our first segment, we are going to talk about the educational opportunities available through the Family History Centers, including the new online wiki. The other thing that we have put up, and it's a slightly different website, wiki.familysearch.org. Uh, the church has started a, it's a Wikipedia for genealogists. Go in there and type in, you know, Scotland Merchant Marine and get a whole page on what it is and what things you might find for sources. They've started a few things they call barn raisings. They'll have a Maryland barn raising and they'll put out all these questions and they'll ask everybody in this week to contribute to the Maryland Wiki website or whatever. So... Then in our second segment, Marjorie will give you her top seven tips for getting the most out of your visit to a family history center. Uh, so many people come in and they're a little nervous and they don't know what they're going to see and we don't bite. The squeaky wheel, the person who asks the question, gets the answers. There's really not any big secrets. Uh, we just are what we are. We're trying to give you access to the records that are in Utah. And in our final segment, Marjorie will inspire you with some stories of genealogical serendipity that she has experienced over her many years working at family history centers. There is something about when we are together. Uh, we are. This world is so interrelated. You just never know when you're going to find a relative. Now we'll be sitting at a computer and talking about somebody, and somebody three computers over will come running over and say, "I need to hear this." <laughs> and you go, okay. <laughs> Last week, Marjorie Bell prepped us for our visit to a family history center, including a terrific handout that you could download from the show notes, and she revealed the subscription websites that you can use for free when you do visit a family history center. Now, Marjorie also discussed making copies in all types of forms, paper copies to digital, as well as copying onto your flash drive, the future of digitizing microfilm, and the future of family history centers. But, of course, there's a lot more to cover. So let's head back to our conversation and see what else we'll find with Marjorie's help. You know, we can get at home if we don't have the genealogy expertise to know how to use those records. I think there's always going to be a place um, to go to talk to somebody who knows more than you do, mm -hmm. uh, a place to network. 
and get some classes and say, how on earth do I organize all this paperwork? All those things, a Family History Center can help you with that. And that brings us to the idea of classes. I know it in Oakland you conduct classes and have seminars. Um, we were even talking in the last episode about the Family History Library that they even have, um, I think, practically on a daily basis orientations because it's, it can be very overwhelming. There is so much to know. Thank goodness there's so much to tap into, and it takes yeah. more than one day to do it. So um, what kinds of things do we have access to in terms of classes? Would we expect to pay something? How do we sign up? You know, What kinds of things should we be asking about when we show up at our local center? Um, they probably weren't, because we're nonprofit, mm-hmm. there's not going to be a charge for the class particularly. Uh, right now in our library, we have merged with, the uh, California Genealogical Society. So we're offering a seminar, and uh, there is a $15 fee for an eight-week seminar. That covers all of your handouts, and there's about $5 extra that is get, that California Genealogical Society is making as the profit. And then they're willing to let you join the society and have a $10 off on your membership. So Great. you're actually making money. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, but any... Uh, any family history library, if they charge anything at all for class, it's going to be just for the handouts, to cover the handouts, or perhaps if they bring teachers from somewhere distant, would be to cover that. Um, and it's going to depend on your, your library, what kind of classes they offer, and how extensive those are. And as I recall, the Family History Library has always distributed through its centers um, some really neat paper handouts. Um, they were like little pamphlets. You might pay a dollar to pick one up. Yes. And it would help you if you were trying to focus in on a particular country, particularly you know when you're looking internationally. And I know when I was trying to do German research for the first time, um, it just kind of gave you, it was like a cheat sheet, gave you an overview. Right. Um, I think I've heard some murmurings that some of those may be actually Coming online, all tell us. Them. Oh, what, tell us how we can tap online. into some of that. <laughs> FamilySearch.org. <Okay. laughs> Click on research, and uh, there'll be research helps there. And those um, those research, you're, you're talking about our. Um, I can't think of what they're called. Uh, research, research guides, yeah. research guides to all the different areas, and most of those are now available free online. The other thing that we have put up, and it's a slightly different website, wiki.familysearch.org. Uh, the church has started a, it's a Wikipedia for genealogists. Go in there and type in, you know, Scotland Merchant Marine and get a whole page on what it is and what things you might find for sources. Now, Uh, is that interactive? Uh, If you find yourself, you know, it's funny, after five years of doing a particular type of research, you can find you're actually getting more in the expert field and you want to be able to share what you've learned. That's really an interactive wiki, isn't it? Just like, yeah, just like wiki. Or Wikipedia, mm-hmm. it's the same, same idea. In fact, they've started a few things they call barn raisings. They'll have a Maryland barn raising, and they'll put out all these questions, and they'll ask everybody in this week to contribute to the Maryland Wiki website or whatever. So uh, they're really working hard, but they started it out with the research papers. So there's a lot of things up there. So sharing that educational component so that, um, as you say, you know, you, you can walk in and sometimes you just don't know what you don't know. And um, you've got online resource helps. You've got live people. There's nothing like a live person who can take a look at that paper 
And um, I, I was thinking in terms of that name that I had and that it took a live person to look at that name and understand what it meant and what I was looking at. I, there just wasn't any way to get that online. Right. Um, any other tips? My goodness, you have been working at the Family History Center for quite some time, and you have probably heard every question under the sun. Um, what kind of tips do you have to people to, to get the most out of their visit? Um, I would say the first time you go, ask somebody to give you a tour, show you around a little bit, and ask some questions. Uh, so many people come in and they're a little nervous and they don't know what they're going to see and we don't bite. And, uh, you know, uh, just say, this is my first time. Would you show me around? Um, show me how things are cataloged. Some family history centers have card catalogs. Some are small and their whole catalog is in a notebook. Some have, like we do, an online catalog. How do you search it? Are there any tricks to it? Ask some questions, and then um, and then get down to your area. Well, my people are all from New England, or my people are from Sweden. Do you have anybody who's a specialist? Uh, and then um, just start in, and ask as you go. You know, the the squeaky wheel. The person who asks the question gets the answers. There's really not any big secrets. Uh, we just are what we are. We're trying to give you access to the records that are in Utah. Uh, locally, and we're doing the best we can. Be patient with us. And if you don't find that you're getting help, or if you feel like the person is kind of, some people are more helpful, they think they're more helpful than they are. Uh, if you don't find that you really feel like you're getting the answers that you need, ask someone else. Don't be afraid to do that. Come in a different day. Uh, ask if there's a specialist. They're just realize that you're talking to a volunteer who's doing their best and um, somebody else might be able to help you better. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. And, and they want you to succeed. So yes. I don't think, I've never had anybody um, look at me cross-eyed if I said, you know, well, maybe you have an expert in this particular area that I could talk to. or right. um, They're usually just thrilled that, that they know who they can point you in the right direction to. So all terrific advice. And um, so far, I, I imagine that pretty much every question is legitimate. <laughs> I mean, don't be afraid to ask it because, oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. You can just imagine that with 35 years of experience in family history centers, Marjorie Bell has some pretty interesting stories to tell. In this final segment of the interview, she gives us a behind-the-scenes look at the kind of genealogical serendipity that she experiences in her role as assistant director at the Oakland Family History Center. I have amazing stories, more yeah? than funny stories, oh, I think. Uh, we have a staff member whose uh, habit is to just look up, you know, if he sees a book, he picks it up and looks through the index to see if any name sticks out at him. <laughs> so one day he came in and he happened to walk in the back room into our book bindery. And there was an old book laying there on the desk uh, waiting to be rebound. It was about a family that he had never heard of. But as was his habit, he picked it up and flipped through the index and there was one of his great, great, great somethings, grandfathers that he'd been looking for for years, who had married into that family and shows up in that index and solves his genealogy problem. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just, 
there is something about when we are together. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are. This world is so interrelated. You just never know when you're going to find a relative. Uh, I walked down. I was looking. Uh, I was just walking up and down the rows of computers one day, looking for the look in somebody's eye where I, where they look like they don't know what they're doing, so that you can say, "Is there something I can do to help you?" And I just spied a document that was a lady that I had been looking for, and he had a probate record with her named in it. And I think I said. Where did you get this? You know, <laughs> it's my family. Um, it, that's just that's the kind of thing that happens to us. Sure, there are people that you feel like you're never going to be able to teach them anything. They ask, you know, the same question over and over, and and there are funny things that happen. But more than that, it's just the amazing things that happen when somebody walks in and asks you a question, and it's your family that they're asking mm-hmm. about, or or somebody's ear perks up. I've got a staff person that every time we get a book, she goes through it because every single time it relates to her. It's gotten to be a joke. She won't let us put it on the shelf till she's had a chance to Xerox six pages. So, uh. Well, and there's, I, I don't know, I agree. I think that there's something also about verbalizing it, saying it out loud, kind of putting it out there. It's the same idea as posting your family tree online, and you kind of make it available for others to to come in contact with. But I remember sitting in the National Archives in Philadelphia, and I actually had made a promise to a friend who couldn't make the trip that I would look one of her ancestors up. And just by when somebody came by and said, you know, anything I can help you with, and I I didn't really need help so much, but I said, well, you know, I'm, I'm looking for Joe Smith or whoever it was, and, and uh, he happens to be in, in Lancaster County. And, just, and all of a sudden the person sitting next to me perked up and said, I've done, you know, two years on this person. And, and he was from Philadelphia. And... I, I just thought there is some kind of a synergy. There's, and it's some of it's just darn luck, you know. But also, it's that idea that you say it out loud, and sometimes um, brick walls can start to crumble because we get very narrowly focused. Right. And so, that asking questions and having somebody who's there and happy and willing to uh, interact with you about it is just wonderful. I know we'll be sitting at a computer and talking about somebody, and somebody three computers over will come running over and say, "I need to hear this." <laughs> Okay. (laughs) Yeah, chances are if you're a little puzzled, they are too, right? (laughs) Oh, Marge, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much. I feel like you've just demystified the Family History Center. You've made us understand that it is so uh, open and available to all of us and that even if you're walking in and it's just one room with a couple of computers, it's really the portal to an entire mountain. That's right. Isn't it? A mountain of records. Almost three million rolls of microfilm. Yeah. It's amazing. And not just from the United States. It's worldwide mm-hmm. that we have records. So, Well, wonderful. I am sure we'll be asking you back again. You are a wealth of information, and we're just very privileged to have you here on the show. Thank you so much, Marge. You're welcome. Thank you. brings us to the end of our three-part series on Family History Centers. I want to again thank Marjorie Bell for taking us on this guided audio tour of one of the best genealogical resources available. 
Family history centers are free to use, and now you are equipped to maximize their potential for adding to your family history. And that's your action item for this week, to plan a visit to a family history center. If it's your first time, I want you to drop me a line by email and let me know how it went and what you learned. And then I hope that you'll encourage your friends who are interested in family history to join you on your next visit and, of course, listen to the podcast. It's all about sharing what you know and connecting with your family history, as well as other folks doing genealogy research. Makes it a lot more fun. So I hope you'll pass this on. Well, that's going to bring us to the end of the show. You'll find the show notes for this episode, which include all the links I've talked about at my website, genealogygems.com. And there you'll also discover a lot more tips and tools for finding your family history in my podcasts, the blog posts, books, and videos. Become a Genealogy Gems premium member, and you're also going to get access to exclusive content like my full-length video classes and the premium podcast episodes. We have a new one of those coming out every month. Now, if you have any questions about this episode, or if you'd like to share your experiences on how the podcast has impacted your own family history journey, I would love to hear from you. You can email me at genealogygemspodcast at gmail.com or leave a voicemail at 925-272-4021 and we might just play it here on the show. Thanks so much for listening, friend. I'll talk to you soon.